let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Rev. Richard C. Whitcomb. On December 23, 1867, a young girl was born in the USA named Sarah Breedlove. Sarah's parents and her older siblings had been slaves in America, and Sarah was the first child in her family to be born into freedom. But even though Sarah Breedlove was born into freedom, she faced what seemed to be overwhelming odds against her. She grew up about as poor as you can get, and and then one tragedy after another chased her life. She lost her parents when she was seven years old. She went to live with her sister, but her brother-in-law abused her. Sarah got married at age 14 to escape the abuse, but then her husband was sent to prison. When he was in prison, she contracted a skin disease that caused her to lose her hair and caused horrible scars on her body. When her husband got out of prison, he came home and looked at her and said, you look like a mangy dog, and then he beat her. When she was 20 years old, her husband died, and Sarah was alone again. It seemed that Sarah was stuck in a life of pain and poverty, an orphan, a widow, a child of former slaves, no formal education, stuck with a skin disease that deformed her beauty. Sarah Breedlove had to face what seemed like insurmountable odds against her. Even though she was born on the threshold of freedom, it seemed impossible that Sarah Breedlove would prevail. But Sarah Breedlove was a faithful Christian. She believed in God. She had a faith in Jesus Christ, and she was determined to prevail. Though her circumstances looked dark, Sarah chose to look past her problem and embraced the promise of God. She knew that she was on a journey and success would not come overnight, but if she persevered through the process, she knew she would make progress. So Sarah Breedlove got to work. She started working as a child, as a house help. And then when she sought a cure for her skin disease and baldness, she started selling skincare products for African women. Eventually, she started experimenting and formulating her own skincare products and began to produce them. And so it was in 1906, Sarah Breedlove took on the name Madam C.J. Walker and started her own company called C.J. Walker Enterprises. Listen to what she says. I got my start by giving myself a start. She began producing and selling skin and hair care products for African women. And through hard work and God's grace, the company took off. And within a few years, her position changed dramatically. In fact, after 10 years, by 1916, C.J. Walker Enterprises was employing 10,000 women to sell their products all across America. But not only was she making money, Sarah Breedlove was investing in helping other women in raising them up out of poverty. She started schools to train African women on how to take care of themselves and how to fix their skin and hair, and she eventually trained 20,000 women and helped them launch careers and lives of success. Sarah Breedlove is America's first self-made female millionaire. She was the wealthiest African-American of her day. Today, Madam C.J. Walker products are still on sale and are still making 
an impact. And there's a powerful lesson for all of us in the inspiring true story of Sarah Breedlove. There was nothing in the natural realm that seemed to suggest she would prevail. She was the first in her family to be born in freedom, the first to have an opportunity, and yet her life was filled with closed doors. She was born in the promised land, yet she faced the walls of Jericho. But through faith and perseverance, Sarah Breedlove prevailed. She worked through the process and make progress and reached a new level. And there's a powerful truth for all of us in that lesson. And today, God is going to give us the way forward. He's teaching us the truths we need so that we can chart a new path and prevail in 2023. So let's get ready to dig into the Word of God. Open your hearts to receive the power of God. Brother, tighten your belt. Sister, tie your wrapper. Here we go to prevail in victory. Let's begin with prayer. Almighty and everlasting Father, Father, we thank you for gathering us together on this final Sunday in January. Lord, throughout the month, we can look back and rejoice at what you've done. You've spoken to us. You've answered prayers. You've given us prophetic words. And now we stand on the threshold of the rest of this year, ready to receive the promise. But Lord, I pray you'll teach us today how to make it through the process so we can obtain our progress. I pray today you you will enlighten our eyes and open our hearts to receive your truth and give us the courage to prevail in 2023. I submit to you now, I bind every voice of the devil that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit to enlighten our hearts and minds and give us victory as we prevail. We thank you by faith in Jesus' name. And everybody say, said, amen. I want to invite you to take a moment, join your faith with mine, put your hand on your chest and pray after me. Lord Jesus, speak to my heart, change my life, manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen and amen. Come on and put your hands together for the Lord today. It's a great day to be in the house of God. And I'm excited because I hear God saying the best is yet to come. If you believe it, say amen. There's a powerful prevailing spirit in this house. There's a powerful prevailing spirit in our pastors, and it's on our members, and it's opening new doors, and leading us to new high horizons, and taking us forward. If you believe it shall prevail. And that's what our encouraging scripture text for today tells us. It's one verse found in Hebrews 10, 36. It's on the top of your notes. It's on the screen ahead of you. But I believe God's word has the greatest impact in our hearts and on our lips. So I want to invite everybody to read it out loud together. Read it with your best prevailing voice today. Are you ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I love what we find in this verse. First, we find a promise. God says, you will receive everything God has promised for you this year. Every prophecy will come to pass. But he also gives us a pattern. He says, the pattern is this, you will do the will of God. And the promise comes and is fulfilled when we follow the pattern. And that's why God gives 
gives us a proclamation. He says, you've got to persevere. You have to persevere in doing the will of God in order to obtain the promise. And I guarantee you that everything God promised for you in 2023, every word he's spoken, every promise of the Bible will come to pass in your life when you persevere in doing the will of God. Somebody say prevail. But the fact is we oftentimes get stuck on the proclamation to persevere. I don't know about you, but if you're like me, if you're like most people, at some time in your life, you become discouraged and felt like giving up. I have to be honest, even this first month of the year, this wonderful month of prevail, there were some times I felt like giving up. I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Has anybody felt discouraged? Raise your hand. And if you're not raising your hand, you're telling a lie. Amen. So let me help you today discover how you can persevere in victory. And to do that, we're going to look at the famous story from Joshua chapter 6 of the battle at Jericho. Now receive the word of the Lord. The gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, everybody say see. See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carrying trumpets of ram's horn in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Help me out and give a loud shout. Everybody ready? Go. Your walls are coming down. Amen. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up and everyone straight in. I don't know about you, but I love this story. I love the power and the impact of God's people that they made in Jericho and how they won the victory. But I believe there's some important truths we need to understand because they were on the threshold of freedom, just like Sarah Breedlove and just like we are today. But there was something God had to take them through to get the wall to come down so they could prevail. And here's your first truth you need to pack up and take home today. You've got to see past your problem to his promise. See past your problem to his promise. Listen again to verses 1 and 2. The gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, everybody say see. See, I've delivered Jericho into your hands. Now, when you think about it, this doesn't make much sense. After all, what did God expect Joshua to see? We can study from history and archaeology. The walls of Jericho were about four meters high. Joshua couldn't see anything. He couldn't see over the wall. He couldn't see into the city because the gates and the doors were barred. All he could see was a wall that seemed impenetrable. But God said, see. What did God expect Joshua to see? But the interesting thing is, he expected him to see by faith. He gave him a command to see, and then he said, See, I've delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. So there was the command to see, and then there was the promise of victory. And here's what that means for you. God's promise is connected to what you see. 
God was not telling Joshua to look with natural eyes because in the natural he couldn't see anything. The fact is, you may not see inside Jericho. You may not know the way forward. You may not see what is coming tomorrow. You may not know what your victory looks like, but God's promises is connected to what you see. So you need to see by faith. For the fact is, God has seen the end and he knows the end from the beginning. And God knows you will prevail in victory this year if you don't give up. There is no doubt. There is no other alternative. God says you will prevail when you persevere in faith. That's why he speaks to Joshua and says, I have already delivered Jericho into your hand. Before the battle began, before they marched around, before the swords came up, God says, I've already done it because God speaks in the past tense about battles you haven't even fought yet. Hallelujah. Somebody say prevail. And I speak prophetically to you that you will have your deliverance. You will have your victory. You will have your breakthrough. You don't even know the battles you're facing in 2023, but already I guarantee you, if you cling to the promise of God and see what God says, you will have your victory when you prevail. Somebody say amen. That's why we need to see through the eyes of faith. For 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we live by faith, not by sight. God has your future under control. He knows when your breakthrough is coming. He knows the avenue that you're going to get you there. He knows you haven't fought the enemy yet, but the guarantee of victory is yours when you cling to him. But the problem for us is when we're in the middle of the battle, when we're facing the walls of Jericho, we don't see in the natural, and unless we see in the spiritual, we will get discouraged. We will get downcast. Remember something about Joshua and the Israelites. This was their first battle. They had just entered the promised land of freedom. They'd never experienced a victory before. They never knew what it was like to prevail. And so they could not imagine what their victory was going to look like. They weren't able to see where they were going. They weren't able to see the result. But that's the way it is whenever you follow God in faith. If there's no uncertainty in your life, you're not walking by faith. That's true for all of us. God is taking us this year to a place we've never been before. You don't know what it's like to be promoted to the top position because you're not there yet. You don't know how great it is to be married because you're not there yet. You don't know what it's like to have children because you're not there yet. The things that God is doing, taking you to a higher level and to a new realm, if you've never experienced it, you can't understand it. You can only see it by faith. And when we don't see it, we tempt, we're tempted to get discouraged and give up. That's the lesson we can learn from an American man named Ronald Wayne. You've probably never heard of Ronald Wayne, but I guarantee you, you've heard of the company he helped to create. If you have an iPhone, an iPad, or an Apple Mac, you've heard of the company called Apple. And Ronald Wayne is one of the founders of Apple. In fact, his name is on the registration certificate for Apple Incorporated. You might say, wait a minute, Reverend, I thought Steve Jobs founded Apple, and he did, but there were two other men involved in the founding of the company, Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, and 
Ronald Wayne. Ronald Wayne started out by investing money into Apple, and he owned 10% of the shares. But Apple was producing products that people had never used before. People had never heard of them. People had never known. And so along the way, because Ronald Wayne couldn't see the outcome, he started to get nervous. Because he couldn't see where he was going, he started to get cold feet. And so Ronald Wayne came to Steve Jobs shortly after the company was founded and said, look, I don't think this is a good investment. It's too risky. I want to sell my 10% stake. So Ronald Wayne sold 10% of Apple for 800 US dollars. Hey. Apple went on to become a multi-billion dollar business. In fact, if Ronald Wayne had held on to his 10% share, today that 10% share would be worth 75 billion US dollars. He sold it for 800. That's why your promise is connected to what you see. Because if you don't see where you're going, if you don't see, you won't persevere. That's where Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is being sure of what we hope for. It is being sure of what we do not see. You've got to see by faith where God is taking you. Because if you're going to progress to a place where you've never been before, you'll have to do what you've never done before. That's the lesson we can learn from Abraham. Abraham had never been outside his homeland. Abraham didn't know anything but his village and his people. But God spoke to him one day and said, get up and go into a land I will show you. Abraham didn't know where he was going. Abraham didn't know the road. He didn't know what Canaan looked like. But Hebrews 11, 8 says, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going, and yet he went by faith because he saw by faith. And every single one of us is going somewhere we don't know. Every one of us is going this year into a new horizon, a new level, a new realm. You have not yet experienced everything God has for you, and so you cannot be limited by your natural sight. You've got to look with the eyes of faith, and here's the truth you need to put on your keychain and take home with you. One of two things will set your agenda in 2023, either your fear or your faith. But when you connect with the promise of God, your faith will prevail. Hallelujah. Give your faith the advantage this year. Get the word of God inside you. Get the promise of God inside of you. Get inside God and you'll see God elevate you and lift you and you will prevail. For my Bible says in Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do far more than we could ever ask for or imagine. He does everything by his power that is working in us. And there is no limit to what God can do in your life this year. There is no limit to his power, his grace, and his glory. He's coming to lift you and send you into a new realm. If only you will see it by faith and pursue it in faith, you will prevail in victory. Somebody shout prevail. For 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And that's how it is for us. We've been called into a new level. We've been called into new doors. We've been called to a new horizon, to new heights, to new realms. But we don't know them yet. We can't see them yet. But we know there is more. 
So do not limit your life by what you see in the natural. Don't limit your life by what you're familiar with. Don't stop in the middle of marching around Jericho because you don't know where you're going. For your faith is only as strong as your ability to apply it when you don't understand. And that brings us to our second truth today. Make progress through the process. Listen to what happens in verse 3. God said to them, march around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Turn your notes over to page 2 and consider what this means. When you're marching around the city day by day, you're going in circles. And friend, listen to me. When you're going in circles, where you start is where you end up. If I'm walking around the pulpit in circles, where I stop is where I started. And it doesn't look like you're making progress. When you're going in a straight line, you can start here, and when you get to here, you can look back and see your progress. But when you're walking around in circles, you don't see your progress. Where you stop in the night, where you started in the morning, and when you look in the natural, you can get frustrated. And some of you today feel like you're moving in circles. You feel like you're not advancing. You were single last year, and you're still single this year. You were sick last year, and you're still still sick this year. You had no job last year, and you have no job this year. You're depressed, in debt, and defeated, and you're still depressed, defeated, and in debt. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. And you think, I'm not making any progress. I'm just marching in place. I'm just marking time. Where I end up every day is where I started. But understand today that God views progress differently than you do. God's view of progress is not based on milestones or markers, but by inward transformation. He views our progress by far how far we've come in the process. And you have to understand The process. But you see, the promise is God's part. The possessing is our part. And between the promise and the possession is the process. Everybody say process. This is what we see for the children of Israel. Listen to Deuteronomy 1.8. God said, look, I am giving all this land to you. God gave them a promise of possessing the land. Then he said, go in and occupy it. He gave them a promise, I've given you the land. Then he says, go and possess it, for it is the land the Lord swore to give to you. And between the promise and the possession was the process. And here's what you need to pack up and take home with you today. You must prevail in the process to possess your promise. If you want to achieve great things, you have to go through a great process. A lot of people have great ambition. They look at the end, but they don't understand the process required to succeed. If you want to go from there to here, you have to go through a process. Some young men come to me and they say, oh, Reverend, I want to be just like you. I want to have a big ministry like you. I want to have a big church like you. I want to have a big car like you. I want to be where you are. I said, that's great. You can be where I am when you pass through the process I went through. Because I'm here today, but I used to be there. And between there and here is a process. You want to be like me? I started out as an unknown evangelist preaching on the streets in U.S. When I was preaching in Louisville, Kentucky, people threw rubbish at me as I preached. Don't get any ideas. It's not nice. 
Thank God you don't throw rubbish at me. People threw rubbish at me. I was insulted. Hey, the first sermon I preached, the crowd was very small. The first church I pastored in a small city in Nigeria was very small. The first three Sundays we met, we had to meet in different places because of opposition. I've been persecuted. I've been insulted. I've been lied about. I've been threatened. I've had all kinds of things happen. But that was then, and this is now. I went from there to here because I passed through the process. And as long as you prevail in the process, you will make progress. See, a lot of times I couldn't see the progress. I thought, I'm just marking time. I'm just marching in place. I'm going around in circles. Where I started is where I end. This is not working. There were even times it seemed like I was going backwards. I left Nigeria in 1994 to come to Ghana. We had a Bible school in Nigeria. We had churches in Nigeria. We had a house and car and possessions in Nigeria. I came to Ghana and I had nothing, nothing, just what we carried in our suitcases. But we prevailed in the process, and we went from there to here because God carried us through. Hallelujah. No matter what you face this year, if you will persevere in the process, you will prevail. That's why James 1, 2 to 4 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. When you let God work in you through the process, you become perfect and complete. When you let God work in you, you will never lack anything. When you let God work in you and you persevere through the process, you will prevail. Somebody shall prevail. That's what we can learn from a Nigerian young lady named Kechi Okuchi. Kechi Okuchi was a young lady who took the United States by storm in 2017 on the TV show America's Got Talent. She wowed the audience of Simon Cowell and other judges and millions around the world when she sang a rendition of Thinking Out Loud. Her voice moved and inspired people. But to get to that stage to sing on TV, Ketchy had to pass through a process that was painful. You see, Ketchi was on board Sosoliso Flight 1145 when it crashed in Nigeria in 2005. Of the 109 people on board, 107 died. Ketchi was one of two survivors, but she was badly burned. She had to undergo 100 surgeries to try to repair the damage. And in that fiery trial, she clung to her faith and her music. God and her music carried her through. And as she focused on her music and became passionate about her music to get her through the times of pain, to get her through a hundred surgeries, she would sing and write music and focus on getting better and better. Soon a star was born. The trauma Ketchi went through produced a passion for music and a voice that moved the multitudes. Her voice passed through a process, but she prevailed and a star was born. Now, I'm not advocating that you have to go through that type of pain to get to your victory, but what I am saying is this. Your miracle doesn't begin with a breakthrough in your circumstances. Your miracle begins with a breakthrough inside of you. 
See, before the walls of Jericho fell down, the walls of fear and doubt had to fall down inside the people. Before the walls of Jericho came down and they prevailed in victory, the walls of doubt and unbelief and disobedience and grumbling and complaining had to come down inside the people. You see, the ancestors, the fathers and grandfathers of these men and women facing Jericho had been in the wilderness for 40 years. They were marked by grumbling and complaining. For 40 years, their ancestors had walked around grumbling and complaining about their problems, looking at the natural and not at the supernatural. And God knew his biggest challenge in taking his people into the new land was not conquering the enemy. The biggest challenge was conquering their grumbling, complaining, and murmuring, and their bad attitudes. Tell your neighbor he's talking about you. Hey! God wasn't worried, can they conquer the land? He was worried whether they would do his will. And when they didn't know where they were going and they didn't know how far it was and they didn't know how long they would be marching and when they were marching in circles day after day, God was testing their obedience. It was a process he was taking them through. Listen to verse 10. Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout, then shout. In other words, when they marched for seven days, they couldn't speak a word. And there were women among them. Hey. Millions of people marching. Not a word. No grumbling, no complaining. Because the stronghold that had been in their parents must be broken before the walls of Jericho could come down. And I declare to you today, God wants to break strongholds in your life. He's working a process in you so you can get to victory. He's tearing down doubt. He's pulling down fear. He's pulling down complaining. He's pulling down rebellion. He's taking away the sins of the flesh and giving giving you victory on the inside so it will manifest on the outside. Somebody shall prevail. Sometimes we're so busy chasing God to give us a breakthrough, we ignore his commandment, which will lead us to the breakthrough. And you don't think you're making progress because you're looking in the natural. The children of Israel didn't see their progress, but God knew it. And they learned to be persistent as they marched around the city. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. God must prevail in you before you prevail in life. Listen to these powerful words from 2 Peter 1. By his divine power, God has given us. He's already, already, it's yours, it's yours, it's in your pocket. God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. In view of all this, make every effort. In view of the promise, pass through the process. In view of the promise, go through the trials. Make every effort to participate. Respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge. And knowledge with self-control. And self-control with patient endurance. And patient endurance with godliness. And godliness with brotherly affection. And brotherly affection with love for everyone. Do these things and you will never fall away. And I'm here to guarantee you today, if you possess the promise and pass through the process, you will prevail and you will never fall away. See, the progress God was looking for at Jericho was not geographical or financial or any other progress. The progress God was looking for was in the hearts of his people. That's why I say to you today, outcome is God's responsibility. Obedience 
is your responsibility. The process may seem painful, but quitting won't help. When you persevere, that's when you prevail. And that brings us to our third truth today, persevere till you prevail. Listen to verse 7. Joshua ordered the army, advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. Now, here's what's interesting. God had told Joshua exactly how many days and times they were to march, but Joshua didn't tell his people. There's no mention that Joshua informed them they would march six days once and then on the seventh day, seven times. He didn't tell them. It means the people were marching around the city and they had no idea when it would end. They didn't know if the march would be two days or 20 days or 200 days. They didn't know if they would spend the rest of their life marching, but they obediently persevered and prevailed. And sometimes we don't know how long the battle will take. Sometimes it seems we take two steps forward and one step back. But as long as we keep marching, as long as we keep moving, as long as you keep persevering, you will eventually prevail. And here's the truth you need to put on your keychain and carry along with you. You have to trust that God is working even what you're, when what you're doing doesn't seem to be working. You have to trust that his time is best and he's going to bring the breakthrough in his time. For Ecclesiastes 3.11 says he does everything just right and on time. People can never completely understand what he's doing. No matter how much faith you are, no matter how great your prophetic gift, none of us, myself included, will understand everything God is doing. We're not God. We don't see everything. But we know this. He does everything just right, and he does everything on time, and he will not keep you in the battle one minute longer than you need to be there. He will not allow the trial. He will not allow the difficulty to take place one second longer than you need to. So put your hand on your chest and say, Lord, you do everything just right and on time. God is on time in my life. God is on time in my marriage. God is on time in my promotion. God is on time in my healing. God is on time in my breakthrough. Somebody shout, God is on time. And God doesn't need a long time to give you your miracle. He doesn't need a long time to heal you or get you married or give you a promotion or get you a visa. Oftentimes when God gets ready and the time is right, the miracle happens suddenly. When the children of Israel got to the river Jordan, suddenly the waters parted. When Elijah was done with his ministry, suddenly the chariot of fire appeared. When Jesus spoke to the winds and the waves, suddenly they ceased. When David faced Goliath, suddenly the enemy was defeated. When Jesus ministered healing and salvation and deliverance, suddenly it came. And when the people had gone through the process, suddenly the walls of Jericho came down. And I'm here to declare to you by the Spirit of the living God, you will suddenly see God break through in your life. Suddenly you will get married. Suddenly you will get a promotion. Suddenly the door will open. Suddenly you get the visa. Suddenly the capital will come. Suddenly the breakthrough will come. Suddenly, you'll see God move. Somebody shout suddenly. I thought you'd get up and shout today. I thought somebody would get excited in this place because God is coming suddenly to move in you. Somebody shout suddenly. 
Your answer is coming right on time. Your breakthrough won't delay one more minute. For the truth is the enemy is powerless to stop God's plan for your life. As long as you keep marching, as long as you keep moving forward, as long as you continue in God's plan, you will prevail in victory. Somebody shout prevail. Maybe you're here today. You say, where am I going? When will I get there? You may be listening and saying, am I even making progress in life? Maybe you've been waiting and waiting for a life partner. And you see, nobody on the horizon. Know today that God is working all things for good. He has your life in his hands. He's going to take you through. Just keep marching. For Jesus himself said in John 16, 20, you will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. You may pass through a process. God's working out the grumbling. He's working out the impatience, the fear, and the doubt. But when you keep marching, when you allow God to open your eyes to see by faith and you possess his promise, when you pass through the process, no matter what, no matter what you see, what you know, what you think, God is working. I guarantee if you prevail, you will win this year. You will prevail in victory. The walls will come down. You'll march into the city. You'll take possession of God's promise for you. And you will see his glory manifest. You will prevail in victory. So today, as we stand at the precipice of the next 11 months, as we geared up our loins and get ready to move forward, let us keep these truths in our hearts. Let us remember that God must prevail in you before you prevail in life. Let us be determined not to see our progress by earthly means, but to see by God's means that God is working a process in you and you will prevail. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House New Testament Church in East Legon. If you are ever in Accra, we will like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience.